beautiful soul family and welcome to episode four can you believe it (laughs) of the walk on podcast the podcast where i try to demystify spirituality personal healing and growth and whatever else i feel like talking about i'm Britt cannon your host with the most which is a beetlejuice reference because my hair looks like beetlejuices today (laughs) Um, and I'm so excited to be back again. Uh, I really can't stress enough how much I love doing this, how much I love sharing my thoughts and my journey and my messages with you. Um, and thank you so much for listening. I'm actually on fucking time this week, which feels incredible. I spent some time with my friends on Coney Island today, so I'm nice and chilled out. Um, Perfect conditions for podcasting. Today, what we're going to talk about is alignment. Um, Alignment is... When you're really firmly on your path, it's those moments where you're fully present, you know? It's like when you... Alignment is kind of like the feeling of being on vacation. You know, when you have your like humdrum life and you're just kind of going unconsciously from moment to moment, um, you know, thinking, (laughs) just chronically thinking, uh, worrying about this deadline or that thing or this conflict or whatever. So you're not really paying attention to what is around you. You're not really in the present moment. You know, that thing where you like drive to work and you go the same path every time. So you don't really pay attention to your surroundings as you travel. And then when you get there, you almost don't remember the commute at all you know that feeling alignment is the opposite of that so when I say it's like being on vacation it's like when you've been working for like I don't know like a year straight right and you haven't taken any time off that's extended and then it's time to go on vacation and you wake up in the morning it's like you can barely sleep the night before because you're so pumped and you wake up the next morning early and it's no problem to get out of bed because you know you're going to something exciting and like as you travel to this new destination you're noticing all the trees and like all the interstates and how different everything looks and the license plates and then you get to the place and it's just like everything is new and you feel invigorated you feel free you feel excited you feel inspired and you just spend the whole vacation just feeling like that being present everything you do you're super conscious while you're doing it because it's just it's not your humdrum normal existence that's what alignment is that's what it feels like i'm gonna get more into like everything it means and how to achieve it and all that good stuff as we go but i'd like to start with a guided meditation 
um, where I'm going to ask you to sing with me. Um, there are eight notes in the musical scale, and there are seven main chakras in the body. So one guided meditation I like to do for myself is kind of a chakra cleansing or opening or aligning um, on on brand here, <laughs> on theme, uh, meditation where I use each note of the solfege scale or the major scale in music, and each one represents a chakra. And as I sing each note, I imagine the chakra itself blooming like a flower and the color that represents that chakra surrounding me and engulfing me. And I just think about the energy of each of them. So we have the root chakra, which is, you know, sort of underneath your sit bones. Uh, It's the one that's rooted in the earth. The bottom two chakras really hold like your sexuality, your empowerment, your aggression, um, kind of anything really earthly related, like anything that's very grounded in the 3D belongs to your first two chakras. The root chakra is red. So when I sing the first note, you're going to imagine the color red and that area right underneath your sits bones blooming like a beautiful red flower and then your whole body is surrounded in red the next is the sacral it's like around your sacrum your tailbone um it's a right above that one and it it really stores a lot like i feel like my lower back and my sacrum are where like a lot of my codependency stored a lot of my trauma is stored there Um, and I have a lot of pain there just from like walking around. So when you imagine that one, imagine like a release of tension as the color orange, as that, that chakra blooms into a beautiful orange flower and the color orange just engulfs you and surrounds you. The next one is the solar plexus chakra. That's like right around your abdomen and the color is yellow. The solar plexus holds um it's considered one of the lower chakras as well and it holds action taking um sort of you know like it your solar plexus and then the lower chakras are what ground your dreams and desires into reality that's where your physical manifestation power lies so as i sing the third pitch which is da 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 me um like do re mi Um, And that, just imagine a yellow flower blooming right in the center of your abdomen and then the color yellow just engulfing you and surrounding you. Up next, we have the heart chakra, which is at your chest. The color of the heart chakra is green. And of course, that's your love center. (laughs) And so as I sing the fourth note, imagine the color green. I'll go through these as we sing them too. The color green engulfing you as a green flower blooms in your chest. After that is your throat chakra, which is, you know, right where your your vocal mechanism is in your throat. That color is blue. Um, And the throat chakra is mainly known for speaking truth. So this is like laying boundaries, communication, authenticity. Um, So as you think of, as we sing the one, two, three, four, fifth note, um, you're going to be imagining a blue flower opening right in your throat. Any tension you feel in your face, jaw, tongue, neck, like upper shoulders, 
just feel that feeling of release and then the color blue is going to surround you then we have the third eye chakra which the color is <laughs> purple well i don't remember which one's indigo and which one's purple i think this one's indigo your third eye is right between your two eyes i always get these mixed up just because they're both purple but they're different shades of purple um your third eye is right between your eyeballs like on your forehead and this is where you this is where your dmt is stored this is where if you open it up you can astral project through your third eye you can communicate with spirit through your third eye you can receive downloads and messages with your third eye it allows you to see with clarity um, it allows you to see past present and future it's one of the more i mean all the chakras are powerful and when you can get them all aligned and working together that's when you become a conscious co-creator and that's when you can really manifest anything you desire in this reality so as we sing the sixth note of the scale you're going to imagine your third eye opening like a beautiful indigo flower and then engulfing your body in that beautiful purple color and then the last one is the crown chakra which is the top of your head and this is your direct line to spirit or source or god this is where the information comes in and this is where you can send your information out last podcast when we did that meditation about the grounding and then releasing the bright light into the ground into the center of the earth and then out through the top of your head we were sending it out through your crown chakra um and this is a beautiful like pinkish purple color so as we sing the seventh note of the scale we're gonna imagine that crown chakra just blooming like a beautiful pink purple flower and then surrounding us in that color and then for the eighth or it's really this we have seven scales but a scale starts and ends on the same note just in an octave an octave above or below um, so that eighth note of the scale, we're going to imagine we're sending all of our energy out into the big, beautiful universe. And then as we sing the scale back down, we're going to ground that through each chakra on the way and then ground it into the earth just like we did last time. So if you don't know, the notes of the scale, we're just going to sing Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, Do. Do ti la so fa mi re do. Simple. We're just gonna hum them. We don't have to sing the actual degrees. And I think the vibrations of the hum are are a little bit more. They please spirit a little bit more, and they allow us to get into our body and feel the vibration that we are a little bit more clearly. So we're going to start with these long notes. Just jump in when you feel comfortable or take a breath when you need it. Go at your own pace even. But we're going to start with that red root chakra at the bottom of our sits bones, grounded into the earth. is orange sacral chakra on your sacrum mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
this is your solar plexus chakra yellow action This is your heart chakra, green, love. This is your throat chakra, blue, and speaking truth, authenticity. Third eye, purple. Crown chakra, pinkish purple. into the beyond, out into the universe. And now just take a breath, one of those really deep abdominal breaths, and we're going to start at that top note, and we're going to sing down the scale, and we're going to feel that energy siphon in almost as if from a funnel, from the universe, into our crown, into our third eye, into our throat, into our heart, into our solar plexus, into our sacral, into our root, all the way down and then into the earth. Deep breath. That's one of my favorite quick meditations. I love singing in meditations because as Whitney Houston said, I don't know who God is, but I know he loves singing. (laughs) I know he loves when people sing his praises. Um, So it just feels very, it's like, you know, chanting Om or something, but just using the major scale, which we all know and are pretty comfortable with. Uh, I love that meditation and I hope you enjoyed it too and I hope you enjoyed singing with me Um, so alignment alignment is when you are being authentic when you're being a hundred percent real about who you are authentic means unapologetic Um, It doesn't mean go around being a dick to everyone and being like, that's who I am. I'm being authentic. Because if you're really in touch with your authenticity, then you don't need to feel superior. You don't really need to feel better than anyone because you're not competing. You just simply are. That's what one of my like hashtags that I always use on Instagram is just be because um, this is actually when I was when I did LSD for the first time. I came home at, like, I thought the trip was over, pretty much. Like, it had been 
13 hours. I thought I was fine. Like, I seemed sober. I wasn't hallucinating anymore. And I got in bed, and I was laying there, and this beautiful green being, this, like, divine feminine energy, appeared next to me in bed. And she was, like, covered in vines and moss, and she was so stunningly beautiful. Like, Swamp Thing, if he were a gorgeous, gentle woman, fairy nymph (laughs) instead of a big hulking monster um and she put her hand on my heart and she said just be my child just be and that was one that was the first encounter I'd ever had with like a spirit guide or a spirit being and at, at the time you know even though it's just two words just be I understood what she meant because my third eye was blasted open and she meant be present, you know, be simple, be grateful, just be, be yourself, be authentic, be vulnerable. And really since that moment and for a long time before, because I really truly believe that I've always been on this path, that I really don't have much free will in the sense that my free will lies in I could always choose to not be on this path. At any point, I could walk away from this by choosing to engage in my subconscious, you know, behaviors and choosing to to not continue my healing anymore in choosing to be, you know, this is hard work. It's like hard work to introspect. It's, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. It takes precedent over a lot of other things in my life that, from an outside perspective, would seem like they should be more pressing. But to me, this healing is everything. So I think I've always been on this path and I didn't really have a choice. I really feel that I was like scheduled to wake up when I did. It's just like once you get in alignment, once you're on the path, everything unfolds in such a way that you know you're flowing with divine timing and you know that everything that's happening happens. It's just the sense you get, this feeling, which is sort of the key to alignment is everything has to be working together. Like you can't be ignoring your body and be in alignment, which means like your body is your tuning fork to the universe. So your body literally lets you know how you're feeling. Um, if you're in a situation, like if you're around a person who has bad intentions for you, um, you, you, your body will feel it when you lie, your body feels it. Like if you're not speaking your truth, if you're really in tune with your body and very present in this physical vessel, you can feel your throat tighten up or you get a tickle in your throat or something. If you're not taking action, you'll find yourself feeling kind of nauseous or stomach cramping or anxious you know that butterfly anxious feeling the not good one (laughs) there's a good one but then there's like a not good one you feel that um so your body really lets you know what's up like how you feel if you're not paying attention to your feelings your body will let you know but it takes awareness and practice to get into your body because we're kind of taught to ignore our bodies like everything all of this programming that we deal with from our you know from society uh from being human and all the systems and like programs that we've put in place in order to make us quote-unquote civilized all of these things serve to sever the connection between our mind our body and our spirit in fact, we're, we're taught like 
you know, we're given crap food that's like made of mostly chemicals. No judgment on if you want to eat that, by the way. I love shitty food. But it's just like that is what we've been like that's the option that we're given. We're not really given healthier options or you have to go seek them out or pay a little bit more for them, you know, but like just for your baseline like diet, the stuff they give you for like people who work two and three jobs to survive the way that we have to now, those aren't they don't like nourish your body properly. Um, we're ta- we do jobs that are draining on us and we're not given enough free time or resting time or hobby time to engage our mind and our spirit is all but ignored. Like in this society, according to the powers that be, our spirit doesn't even exist, you know? So they're all either out of alignment or some are, uh, you know, celebrated and others are erased and it's just it takes a lot of it's a delicate bat it's like driving a stick shift uh it, it's a lot of it's like a delicate dance to get them all in alignment and to like open them all up and like anything in spirituality like I heard this beautiful quote by Bruce Lee you're gonna hear me quoting him all the time it's like any <laughs> any problem someone comes to me with I'm like there's a Bruce Lee quote for that (laughs) um but he said something like to be conscious to be truly conscious is to be conscious on all levels like you have to be socially conscious spiritually conscious conscious with yourself um conscious in your relationships like conscious in the way that you operate on every level to be fully conscious. And I see that because like, as I grow and become more conscious, then the universe shows me that other ways that I'm not, uh, not conscious yet. And they, they, it's not, you know, they're not hard tests anymore. They're very gentle tests these days, but it's like, you know, I think you should explore this now. I think it's time to look at this now. Right now I'm dealing with a lot of stuff with like food because food's always been a drug a drug of mine like my main sort of source of comfort and um but also a main source of self sabotage because like I have a lot of like I have a very sensitive body and like there's a lot of stuff that I have always eaten that really like makes me really sick and it's not actually worth it to eat these things anymore and it never has been but it's like a, it's really a subconscious self sabotage thing or um, another thing I'm dealing with right now, I mean, this is constantly, but just seeing how a lot of the my family programs, I mean, with things that I never even considered, like certain things about my sexuality, um, presenting as like a more butch person over a more femme person, or just like exploring my masculine, like butch side, uh, is causing a lot of stuff to come up for me that I, um, I'm really happy in my body. I feel really at home in my body and my identity. You know, I feel more respected and more validated than I ever have in this regard, but it always causes, you know, when you step into authenticity, when you step into alignment, then a light is shown on all the times that you weren't in alignment and why you weren't and what, seeds someone else planted in your mind that strayed you off your path or like strayed you away from your authentic self or made it unacceptable for you to be your authentic self 
So I have a lot of stuff coming up about that. So it's like you're constantly, it's a constantly blooming flower, a constantly expanding universe. There's always more, but it does become less, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It becomes less, I can't think of the word, strenuous less stressful, less scary. None of those are the right ones. It'll come to me. It becomes more gentle and more beautiful and more joyful as you go. Um, This was a long tangent and I didn't finish my first thought. Oh, in your body. You can feel alignment in your body. When you're in alignment is like when you're doing the thing you love doing the most, whether it's like playing video games or exercising or making love sometimes or having a great conversation or playing music or painting, like dance, whatever your thing is. And many of us have multiple things, Um, but whatever the you know, the mode of being creative or expressing yourself that really makes you feel alive. That like, when you get done doing that thing, you feel like you're high, like you're, you've been hit with a jolt of electricity. That's alignment. Alignment is knowing exactly what you want in each and every moment. And if you don't know, then you, you know, you can kind of research and dig around as to why you don't know and you can figure it out. Alignment is following your intuition flawlessly. It's like barely ever thinking. And I know that sounds so opposite of what this world tells us is good and right and smart and productive or whatever. But Bruce Lee says, don't think, feel because your feeling is everything. And that doesn't mean that your emotions run the show because your emotions, they're a great indicator. They're a great guide, but you'll see as you awaken that your emotions, how do I want to say this? A lot of our emotional reactions, like if you find yourself being reactionary emotionally or emotionally reactionary, what it really is, is your ego or your inner child kind of throwing a tantrum. Once you get to a point where you, you realize detachment, where you realize that I can only control myself, I can't control anyone else, um, so you can only control your own reactions and your own... Not, it's like not quite correct to say you can control your feelings, but your feelings are just less extreme as you heal more because until you heal when things are really, really subconscious, you're not just feeling the feelings of that particular experience. You're feeling all the other experiences of your past that you haven't dealt with yet that remind you of that feeling. That's what a trigger is. A trigger isn't really, you know, that's like if someone makes a joke about something that triggers you, it's not the joke itself. Although like we should be much more sensitive about the jokes we make and the things that we spring on people um, who have PTSD and stuff, or just in general, like let's just not inflict pain on each other for something as superfluous as a joke, you know? But um, you're not reacting to the words of the joke when it triggers you. It's triggering a memory. It's triggering a past experience. <coughs> 
So, like, that's kind of what these emotional... Like, when you have complex PTSD, you don't have visual flashbacks. You have emotional flashbacks, which is what that is. So, your emotions, you know, for a while, you need to kind of, like, take them with a grain of salt. Like, if you're feeling something, you're feeling it, and it's valid. And you should definitely move into that emotion and let it take you over and consume you and, like, find out where the root of it is. Find out when the first time you felt that way was. But um, it shouldn't be taken as, like, gospel, you know, like, this is the way I feel, and therefore it is the only valid thing, and I have to follow it. Because, I mean, like, I've been in my feelings about things before and reacted a certain way, and then after it was over, I was like, no, I shouldn't have reacted that way, or, like, that's why now when I communicate, I try to take a really long time, especially if I'm upset, because I don't... I don't want to be reactionary and like put my shit on someone else when it's not theirs to deal with. You know, you can, it allows you to be a lot more patient and a lot more grown up and detached and healthy about the way you communicate when you, when you are just dealing with the present moment and you're not dealing with a bunch of quote unquote baggage or unhealed trauma that's currently affecting your decisions. But once you get past all that, and you reach a place of detachment and you know um, through your intuition, through your body, through how you feel, just like through how you live your life, that you're balanced, that you're in alignment. Your feelings can really indicate where alignment is. You know, there are certain people that you spend time with where you could sit and talk to them for like nine hours straight and you wouldn't even notice time passed it's like no awkward silences the conversation flows beautifully you feel energized they charge your batteries they don't take anything from you you know they understand you they see you they're here for you you're here for them and it's just like you know all cylinders firing and then you can have someone else in your life who you spend two hours a month with And all day long before you meet up with them, you're dreading it. And then the second you get around them, you feel exhausted. And you're talking about the same fucking bullshit and no one's growing. And it's just like you're stuck in a cycle with this person. Now, that's not to say that's like a bad, hopeless person. But it just means that the two of you aren't in alignment with each other, that you're not resonating. And when when you try to force yourself to resonate or be in alignment with someone or something you know it could be a job a hobby a thought process like your own self you know you can be like I'm not in alignment with me right now I need to figure out what I want um it makes you so tired I remember like at family gatherings when I was a little kid my family was because everyone was youthful and like drinking they family gatherings were like my favorite time of year like they were so fucking fun and bright and lively and wonderful and I used to love falling asleep hearing like my family like laughing and partying downstairs like it just gave me the warmest most beautiful feeling but as I got older and everyone's untreated mental illnesses and addictions and traumas started to run rampant and their lives lives really started falling apart it was like pure misery. Like you could walk into the house of a family function and the air would be thick with sadness and like shame and 
trauma and just like stress you could I could feel it like a thick like a thickness in the air like a thick cloud or fog over everyone and you know I would want to be looking forward to it and I would want it to be like it used to be but every I would get so sick I would be like nauseous I would always get a migraine sometimes I'd have to like take a nap at a family function because I'd be so tired and it was because like that was out of alignment with me that was out of alignment with all of us but it was you know, being like the only, one of the only sober ones, one of the few sober ones in like a group of addicts is just like really challenging. Um, And having, being codependent, which was like, this was, you know, late teens, early 20s, being codependent, I felt like it was my responsibility to sort of help them or make them feel better or bring the light and the joy into this function and I would have to work so hard that I would crash and I wouldn't be okay for like days after my energy wouldn't be right um I remember like there was this period of time where I had this extremely demanding like really narcissistic best friend this is actually a huge pattern of mine and an extremely demanding uh narcissistic boyfriend so I'd have like my main best friend and my boyfriend and it would just be my entire life would be running and taking care of one and then coming home and running and taking care of the other and just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and then I would crash like I'd have to sleep for a few days to recover or like just isolate and ignore everyone and then inevitably get in trouble for ignoring everyone Um, But this was because I was forcing myself into situations that didn't feel good. Now, because I'm always in alignment, if I walked into a room that had that kind of heavy, dense, sad energy, I'd be like, oh no, I don't belong here. Like, the power of Christ compels you all. Good luck. (laughs) Godspeed. I'm out, you know? Because I would sense that that wasn't in alignment with me. There are certain friends, and this is like, these are true... Like, these are true experiences. There are certain friends that I kept trying the codependent programming side of me, which still exists, which I'm still learning how to transcend, picks these friends that are super demanding, super needy, who really want me to be, like, enmeshed and codependent with them. And, you know, it was almost like the universe was laying boundaries for me before I was ready to lay them for myself. And like, I would go to hang out with this person and the trains would fuck up or I'd miss my stop or like I'd get lost and my phone would die. Like the craziest things would happen. Like it would just be one like unexplainable mishap after another, after another on my way to hang out with these. There's like a whole handful of these sort of people, most of which I'm not even friends with or close with anymore. So like I finally listened, but I would keep trying and keep trying. And then I would keep getting frustrated and be like, why isn't this working out? And I, in the back of my mind, my little higher self voice would whisper like, you're not supposed to be hanging out with them. We're trying to save you some trouble. (laughs) And I wouldn't listen because I always know better, you know, Um, So it was like my intuition would get in the way of me trying to 
engage in things that were out of alignment with me because I felt like I should, because I felt guilty for not. Um, This even happened with like a few performances I agreed to do this year, this past year. Like they weren't in alignment with me. And it was something where like my intuition, which is like your feelings, your intuition is your feelings. You can feel when the vibe with someone or something is off. And I hadn't learned yet that you don't have to say yes to every gig. Like there's this feeling of scarcity that I used to have where I'd think like if I turn down this gig or if I don't accept every gig that comes along, then I might never get offered one again. Now I'm much more picky about what I do because I'm like, well, if I go, like, I don't like singing in bars. I don't like playing music in like a bar where no one's listening to me because what I do is I channel and I do these like channeled messages in between the songs. Sometimes I want to do poetry. Sometimes I want to tell a little story. Um, and I, I feel like I'm really proud of my songs and I've put a lot of work in energy into them and they they're bringing a message from source so it's really important that people be able to receive these messages so when I'm just playing out at a club or an an open mic that's at a rowdy place and like no one gives a a fuck and no one's listening not only does it feel bad to me if I start feeling like oh what I'm doing isn't interesting um, my songs aren't good. I'm not worth paying attention to. Like, what if I'm ugly and that's, that's why they don't want to watch me? Or I'm not meant to do this. I'm not successful at this. You know, not only does it trigger all of my self-doubt and like imposter syndrome, but I'm also not able to do my purpose. I'm not able to be in alignment with my purpose because it's not the environment that supports what I am truly meant to do, you know, like when I envision my stage shows, when I'm like a really big musician, um, it's, there's like sermons in between the songs and I dance and channel light language. Like it's a much more theatrical sort of experience that requires people be present with it in order to receive it in its full capacity. And so I learned that it's not worth sacrificing being able to do that, to fully embody my purpose, to be fully in alignment when I'm performing, to accept these like lower vibrational gigs. It's not to say that they're not good, you know, or they're, they're I'm too good for them. It just, I can't do what I do in those environments. Um, that's all I'm trying to say. And it's taken me a long time to learn that because I was very much in like a scarcity mindset of like, you have to take what you can get and like, hustle, hustle, grind, grind. And um, now I'm much more relaxed about it and much more like W. Kamal Bell on the Bruce Lee podcast. uh, He was on there as like a super fan. And he said something that was like, I'm not trying to appeal to a greater audience. I'm trying to do a specific thing for a specific audience. And like that really resonated with me. But I would accept these gigs and then the same kind of shit would happen. The trains would fuck up. I'd get lost. Um, I went to the wrong like building in the wrong borough once. Like just stuff that is like I <laughs> for a gig that I like really cared about. And some of these I really wanted to do, you know, like I really, really wanted to fucking do these gigs. Normally I'm like 
Johnny on the spot, like on time or early, like so stoked, so excited, would make sure I knew exactly how to get there. And like, I thought I was doing all those things, but it was like, it's just not like me to be flaky when it comes to performing. I'm definitely flaky with a lot of other things in my life. Um, working on it but like I think there's certain like when you're just channeling when you're this like high vibrational there's just a lot of earthly stuff that kind of leaves your consciousness to be honest like it's in one ear and out the other it's really hard for me to be a human um but uh yeah and I would end up not showing or not showing up or showing up late or burning a bridge or whatever and it was because I didn't listen to my intuition like one email correspondence in with one of these shows and I was like no this isn't for me this guy has like a weird vibe and this isn't gonna be pleasant you know like I always know really really early in and I would ignore that because I'd think like who are you to turn down a show like my mind my thinking mind would come in and reason rationalize me not following my intuition I'm much better about it now like I've been really working hard on this because it's fucked me more times than I can count um and it makes things way harder in the long run I'm learning right now to like bluntly communicate because even though it feels mean in the moment, it's much better than like dragging something out for months when you know if you're in alignment, if your intuition is like on point, if you're listening to it and following it, then you know how you feel about everything like in the moment. You don't need time to think about it for real. Like, you know, uh, and but you just don't listen. And you can like, if you start paying attention, you could hear yourself your your lower mind convincing you're trying to convince your higher mind not to do what it knows is right and it's it's this complicated dance um that really takes paying attention to to master but once you do it's so beautiful because i one of the things i've been dealing with this year is I'm following my intuition, but it's really hard to explain to people who aren't following theirs my moves, you know, because they don't make sense to a 3D person. They don't make sense to someone who's not following their intuition. But to me, they make perfect sense. And not only do they make perfect sense, but like, I know I have my knowing, my intuitive knowing that it's right for me and that it will, I see where it's going to lead me. But you can't just explain to someone like, that's what feels right to me. Like, that's not enough for them. Um, but if this is all sort of under the umbrella of alignment because when you're following your intuition, you're in alignment. When you're being fully present, you're in alignment. And when you're in alignment, it's like the world becomes more beautiful. It's, it's kind of an illusion to say that because it doesn't become more beautiful. It's that beautiful all the time. You're just not paying attention to it. Um, but it seems like it's like, the technicolor is brighter and you feel confident. You feel like you are who you're supposed to be. Nothing feels like scary or really even stressful. You're just like walking around in a great mood. 
so much energy, not complaining. You're just like accepting everything as it is. It's like alignment is turning your brain off. Alignment is being present. Alignment is being in your love space. Alignment is being as much the physical manifestation of your pure soul energy as you can possibly get. It allows you to connect more intimately with your fellow humans. You know, alignment is feeling the oneness. And I'm going to do a whole episode on oneness. But I remember um, during my spiritual awakening, my first, like my, it was like my real tangible spiritual awakening where my third eye opened. I started getting like visual communication with source as well as clairvoyant and clairaudient and like clairsentient sort of knowings and information. But this was the first time I was like feeling blissed out and I was going through a horrible breakup at the time. Like my heart was broken. I was in physical pain from how bad this breakup was. And, but I was also experiencing the most beautiful bliss I've ever felt in my life. I was so fucking happy. I was like over the moon. I was taking such good care of myself. I was following my intuition so flawlessly. I was like spending hours a day outside and meditating and just like indulging myself. I lost, burned all my bridges. This was my dark night of the soul. Lost everyone in my life. So it was just me by myself. And I was really starting to manifest for the first time and I was learning so much. It was like my brain just opened up and I was pouring knowledge in it. Um, I was following my intuition by like doing whatever I felt like all day. Um, And then I would go to the library and just wonder and see where my intuition pulled me. And there would always be like a book or a video and then I would learn from it. And then the next day I would like do it again. And I just, I grew so much in those first three months of my dark night of the soul like when I knew that's what it was when I knew what spirituality was when like I really started getting a hold on this and really experiencing it in a conscious way that's what it was like after my lightning bolt of enlightenment this period of three months was so beautiful and there was one day where I was sitting on the beach and it was a really crowded day because it was one of the first warm days of the year and I was looking around and there were like three women like someone who like a mom and like her two teenage daughters and they were playing with this cute little like blonde Labrador puppy and he was brand new like flopping around could barely walk was so excited there was a father and son flying a kite there was a teenage couple like snuggled up taking selfies um you know just people hanging out and having a great day and I just remember looking around and feeling in my heart chakra oh my God, like, they're me, and I'm them, and right now their joy is my joy, and my joy is their joy, and I bet even my pain is their pain, they're helping me transmute it, because we're all one, we're just little sparks of electricity that's part of one big whole, one big organism or mechanism, and I could feel these, like, tubes of vibration between us, and I could feel that we were all part of the sand and the sky and the sea and God, you know, it was, I just like sat on the beach and cried at how beautiful that moment was. Like that is alignment. Um, 
alignment is when you're on your path. So I talked about, I gave this metaphor in one of the first couple episodes where like, you know, alignment is being on your path A, which is a straight line, you know, not a lot of detours, not a lot of distractions. You're just like from point A to point B on your path. And that's like your mission is tied up in that. Your purpose is tied up in that. Your authenticity is tied up in that. So like if you were born and every single day in your life, you walked that path with like not a lot of hard lessons, you'd always be on path A. Now, of course, it's an illusion that there's even any other path because every single thing you experience puts you ever further on this path. Um, But there are these little sort of side quests or detours you can take, like, you know, a bad relationship or a dead-end relationship that needed to end two years ago, but it's, you know, you you stayed in it because you need to make it work and you don't want to be alone, so you're just cycling on this little offshoot of path A. And you just go round and round and round here, round in circles, nothing gets solved, you know, you've stopped learning your lessons from this person a long time ago, and now you're just living together, sharing a space. God knows why. (laughs) And, you know, until you break up with that person, you're just like stuck in this loop. Now you could, this is what I'm talking about, free will. You could stay out of alignment and stay in this little detour for the rest of your life. And then you would come back in your next life. You would marry that person again and you would be given the opportunity to choose yourself, choose self-love, choose self-empowerment choose self-growth, choose to heal the wounds that are attached to the way that person treats you and get back on your path. Or you could do it in this life and get back on path A. And the freedom you feel once you walk away from that dead-end thing, that's alignment. Getting back on path A. Um, No longer running from your wounds and your healing. Being in the flow with what the universe wants you to be learning. How the universe wants you to be expanding. That is alignment. Alignment is growth. Alignment is living your purpose. It's that thing where, I mean, we're all teachers and we're all students. So the spark of enlightenment, like when you learn something, it's like when you read, you know, just like a stranger's meme on the internet that's about like self-help or something. And they put it in a way that just like causes something in your brain to click and you go, and you realize something you've never realized before. That is alignment. Or when you're talking to a friend and giving them advice and you say something and you see that spark of enlightenment happen in them because of something you said and you feel a jolt of like fulfillment and satisfaction, that is alignment. Alignment is when you're doing exactly what you're meant to be doing at exactly the time you're meant to be doing it. It feels like freedom. It feels like right. Have you ever experienced like a love at first sight, not a lust at first sight, like a love at first sight feeling with someone when like they walk into a room, you make eye contact for the first time and your mind and your heart and your body and your soul and your spirit go, I know you. I love you. You know, when you have like that, it's inexplicable. Like that knowing happens so much. It's like the first time I was on stage by myself, like singing a solo, um, I had such bad stage fright when I was 
younger. Like, I couldn't, I never made, like, all-city chorus. I made it a couple times. Um, but, like, everyone else would make all-city and all-district, like, every year. I was in this audition-only choir in high school, so, like, everyone knew I could sing because you couldn't be in this group of, like, 20 people if you couldn't sing. But I couldn't sing alone, and I couldn't do auditions, and I couldn't do competitions. And I just, like... I wanted to be shining, you know, I wanted to be in the limelight, I wanted to have solos, but it was like my fear, my stage fright was so bad that I couldn't, I would break out in hives, I would like, my voice would freeze up, it was really intense, and I don't know why, but my junior year, I auditioned for this talent show we were having, and I sang the, it's a Prince song, but Alicia Keys covered it on Songs in A Minor, and it's called how come you don't call me and it's this really sexy like bluesy song with these beautiful runs in it and super soulful and I auditioned and I got in and I performed it and like while I was doing it I was so fucking scared but I knew I was crushing it and I was like and you could hear like cheers from the audience like as I would hit certain notes I felt like I, when I got off stage, I cried because I was so elated because I was so like, oh my God, that's what I'm meant to be doing. I was so empowered. The same thing happened the first time, like when I debuted as a burlesque performer, I had this beautiful costume and I stripped while I sang the habanera aria from Carmen, the one that's like, you know that one and again like the crowd roared when I was done and I my eyes teared up and I had to like you know do a quick bow and like hurry off stage because I was overcome with emotion I was just like sobbing over how right that felt how good that felt like those moments where you're like it's just pouring out of you whatever it is whether it's like teaching or cooking or it can manifest in taking care of people being a parent like it can come out of you in so many ways but it's that in a way that's probably specific to you but it's that feeling of just like being alive by doing the right thing for you being with the right people you know when you're really in love with someone or like even you know there can be platonic in love but you know that when someone just excites you when someone makes you feel like you're the most interesting funny cute sexy person on the planet and you feel the same way about them when you just vibe so hard you can't you feel like your body there's the siren passing gonna let it pass you know the drill the downside of having the windows open in New York City it's like you feel so happy you almost don't know if your body can contain you you know that feeling of expansiveness that is alignment it's and when you're in alignment it's like I don't even want to say you're a powerful manifester because it's almost like manifestation doesn't even matter. Because when you're in alignment, all you have to do is receive. The things that you desire come to you. You don't have to work for them. I mean, there's always a, an action that needs taking or, 
you know, there's always steps that you can be taking towards your goals. I don't want to like act like it just cut, you don't have to do anything, but it, it, there's less work involved. There's less labor involved when you're in alignment because it's like, you're so high vibrational and you're so in the flow that nothing's blocking these things from coming to you. And you're also just so satisfied in the moment because like frustration and lack and doubt, that's the stuff that keeps our manifestations away. So when you're just like, here I am in this moment, exactly where I'm meant to be doing this thing to the best of my ability, enjoying it, um, celebrating it you know like really thriving here like there's nothing but good that comes from that and there's nothing but like self-love and self-empowerment that come from that it turns out this is a really sort of esoteric topic to uh discuss I hope I did an okay job um I hope you enjoyed this episode I'm like wrapping things up here you know maybe like in your day as you're going about your your life try to feel moments when you're in alignment like try to notice when you're hyper present when you're really passionate when you're really in the flow when your intuition is speaking when you're you feel like you're really in your body and you can feel the physical sensations that your emotions and your reaction to the world around you is causing, you know, really try to just investigate yourself. Bruce Lee has this incredible quote. This is what I'll leave you with. Um, Research your own experience. Absorb what is useful. Reject what is useless and add what is essentially your own. Let me know your journey with this this week. Let me know if you have any questions about alignment and let me know if you can apply this to like make your own experience more enjoyable. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Be